full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. What's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the full court press. How you doing, Ajay? Uh, I'm jeez, wheeze, that's loud, dude. I don't know who like comes in. Every morning, and just cranks these things up full blast on us. <laughs> every time every I gotta time. turn them down, we throw on. We're like, "What in the world is that?" Um, speaking of what in the world, hmm. all right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, it's been a rainy day. We know that it's. We cooler, are grateful for that rain, by the way, which is great. It's been awesome. I know a lot of folks have been praying for this for a long time, but but we had a summer party today. Oh. It was supposed to be. Hey, let's uh, maybe do it outside, Side, bring yeah. the whole staff together. Oh, man. Maybe we'll do some uh, barbecue out here on the little patio. Well, we did barbecue, but it wasn't out on the patio. Dude, it doesn't matter. It was still really good. Did you get any, or did you end up going to I like I did. They Carl's saved Jr. me a plate. So, they did? Yes, okay. Which is very nice. I know you were absent, so I was like, oh, man, Eric's not going to get any. Now, I was thinking about saving you a plate, so I made you a plate. And then I turn around and I ate that plate. So <laughs> that went out the window. And I was like, well, crap. I don't feel like making another plate again because I'm going to look like a pig. So I'm glad someone else did it for me. Yes. Dude, it was good food, though. Uh, I, and I haven't been able to finish what they put on there. I tried a little bit of everything that they had left. You're like, oh, gross. Too fat. Too meaty. Too dry. Oh, my gosh. It was awesome. Too barbecue-ish. Yeah. This is burnt. This isn't. Engineer Kevin and then uh, digital guy Braden. Braden, I guess dude. they both. I didn't know Braden's a threw chef. down and made some great barbecue. Dude, it today. was good. Yeah. Um. I. I'm so full right now. It's nuts. That was good. That was good stuff. I'm glad we did that. That was uh really. Looked like yummy. you guys had quite a spread with a lot of other things. Oh my gosh, too. there was so much crap there, dude. It was so bad. I stole a couple of sodas for the uh, show. So I can drink them as I'm sitting here hanging out with you. <laughs> Get me through the two hours. <laughs> hey, I, I do got to ask you. Uh, by the way, our, our text line's open, 435-339-0321. Uh, Guild Mortgage text line. Again, Guild Mortgage, uh, happy to have them sponsoring our text line. Do a great job at celebrating an anniversary. Yesterday, we're going to be live there tomorrow yeah. at their location. That'll be pretty cool. Uh, Karen Ilson and her team do a wonderful job. So we'll uh, we'll get ready for that. Billy's got his diet Dr. Pepper. He's 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 ready to go. He's feeling saucy. Um but uh, anyways, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Text in. Love to hear from you guys. Maybe do roll call. We haven't done roll call in a while. Where are you at? What you doing? How you hanging on? How you listening? Are you staying dry? Are you Okay, what is uh, What do you mean is that oh the one of the most annoying things when I was on my mission is it's pouring outside. It's a freaking dump. And you knock on a door, and they're like, no, thank you. Hey, stay dry. And it's like, wow. This is already a river running down your face because you're so wet. We got a, we got a smart aleck here, huh? <laughs> you got jokes? Uh, 4086, what did you mean when you said that Cody led me on? Well, you would always say that Cody kept saying he would come over. 
and he never made it over to help out in your garden. He was Mr. Green Thumb around here. Yeah, yeah, and he said he would come over and do your garden, and he never, unfortunately, made it over. And so I'd want to say, hey, yeah, you know, I'll I'll let you know, you know, just give the simple answer, yes or no, and... Uh, 9315 took, uh, took, I mean, I appreciate 4086 offer for the rodeo. 9315 got me a couple of tickets. So I'll be heading to the rodeo this weekend if it's not raining. <laughs> and then uh, go see my first bull riding event. I've never seen a bull ride. I, I, I'm going to go ask some questions. Bef- I'm going to ask some questions to the bull rider before, while they're on the bull, before they're about to head out the gate. Like, for example, have you soiled yourself yet? Are you scared? Um... Do you think you're going to die? Who do you want to say you love before you go bye-bye? This is an interview with the animal. Yeah, uh, well. Or is it with the athlete, or the, the rodeo I would love to get an interview with the animal and see on. what just get kind of get into their brain of, are you looking to kill the dude or you just want to go out there and I have some fun? I just want to be sure you're not asking the cowboy, have you soiled yourself? No, I'm going to ask the cowboy, absolutely. Uh, when's, what's dude, the last word? if he's sitting on top of a bull... <laughs> Who's twice the size and triple the weight of him with two thick horns on his head. And they're about to let loose this gate where this bull can do whatever the fetch he wants. Because the clowns aren't going to save you. They don't do anything. Oh, it's the 27th. Okay. So next Friday, which it won't be raining. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go stop by the rodeo. Thank you, 9315. Uh, Eric... I, I want to know what the right. I mean, what the rider's thinking. Is he thinking I'm gonna die? Is he scared of the bull? You know, the bull's gonna do whatever he wants out there when he gets free. He's gonna he's gonna jump on two feet, four feet. He's gonna roll over. He might even hop into the crowd and try to find a good seat. That happened. Uh, the, <laughs> a little scary. Just Your cash value from Preston. Yeah. So you don't think they're gonna soil themselves? Come on. I'm excited. Uh, yeah. So I need, I need to get some interviews with some cowboys. And we're going to play them live on the air. Uh, I'd love to see you down there trying to make that happen. <laughs> 9315. The clowns do a lot. Yes, well, do. it depends. Some clowns are out there just to get the paycheck and, you know, show their painted faces. Some clowns want to get there and get dirty. You know, they want to, they'll take the horns to the chest to save a life. Like the clowns at the Cash Valley or the rodeo where the bull hopped into the stands. Where were the clowns? What were they doing? Your job is to distract the bull. I think they were trying. Oh, come on. When you get an animal that big and, uh, no, you jump, you, you put yourself in front of the bull, you get its attention, you call him a couple of names, the bull gets mad and it chases after you. That's what you do. You take a red napkin out there, you wave it in the air, and you say, hey, bull, I, I ate, you know, your ancestor for lunch yesterday, and it was tasty. You know? Make some jokes. Make fun of the bull. And, and then you the run for your freaking life. The bull suddenly stops and, and yeah. starts laughing. No. And falls over. No. No. <laughs> He's got <laughs> busted no. the gut. <laughs> You're so funny. No. All right? You're like, hey. I, I mean, like, I'll, I'll tell him, you know, I'll say, hey, last Wednesday, we ate a couple of your ancestors. It was yummy. You're next. Something like that, you know? Let him have it. And you know what? 9315's right. I will do a great, I'll do a great interview. It'll be awesome. 
Now, if I don't come back to work on Monday or Friday, you know why. And I should be excused with workers' comp. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> do not claim workers' comp for that. Your own personal recklessness. Yeah. Um, no. Don't, don't even try. Why that. not? I feel like I've earned it. Uh, Aggie football is off today. They did not have practice. They're back at it tomorrow. And then the scrimmage. Well, they were. I know they practiced today, right? Off on Thursday. No practices today. No practice. They do today. practice tomorrow, and they do practice, practice on Friday, Friday, and then scrimmage Saturday. Thank you. Correct. I'm excited. I'm excited for the scrimmage. I'm excited to see what we get out of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm intrigued to see what. Again, just the running back crew. That's really where my eyes are going to be set upon. Is the running back crew. DHC, Calvin, Noah, give me somebody who stands out. Somebody, one guy. Well, um, I, I think what will be interesting to see for sure uh, for me is that there were no red zone situations practiced or at least shown in the scrimmage last week, last Saturday. Um, I know that they've been working on some of that this week. Uh, so do they show that? at the scrimmage on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. Um, you know, what else, uh, what quarterback tends to emerge? Still pretty close, but who's going to be closer to taking that uh, starting spot? Uh, I'm also going to be interested to see this the tempo because they've talked about increasing the tempo. When when I had the conversations yesterday with the coach and the player, uh, with Coach Micah James and then also with Calvin Tyler, they both talked about how practice – is uh, speeding up, um, and it was pretty clear um, that uh, they're moving through things a little bit quicker. So they're, they're, how does that translate on Saturday? How well do they kind of move in and out of each play? Is it up-tempo? How well do they handle that? So those are some of the other things that I'm going to be paying attention to, besides the quarterback who's uh, kind of leading the, the, the charge there, but also the running back position too. Hmm. Like I don't know that we've really seen a heck of a whole lot out of the running backs no. With with one designated or two designated guys that we know can really get work done for the offense. So is he looking for two backs or is he just looking for one primary back based on the offense that they're running? I, I That's my other question is, I mean, is he going to use just one particular back for the running game and one particular back for the passing game? You know, someone who can actually run a swing route, an angle route, an out route, a flat route and catch the ball and be reliable and then use a guy who can actually hold on to the ball, put a head down, run downhill, and gain you two, three yards, you know, to create a better field position. That's I'm kind of intrigued by that too. Mm. Yeah. Uh, what are the things that you're going to be watching for? I know it's only Wednesday, but uh, coming up on Tuesday, uh, on Tuesday, on Saturday, um, you know, what are there anything specifically that you're looking for um, from this uh, Utah State football team in their final scrimmage? Final chance for the fans to see the showcase of what this Utah State football team is going to look like for this upcoming season. 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. Nam 463 text in the rodeo clowns at the fair the other day uh, reminded me of you, AJ. Take that as you will. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's <laughs> not good. 9315. Uh, did, uh, but he is not great at pretending to be a rodeo clown. I'm a great interview. But I'm not a great rodeo clown. I'd be a good rodeo clown. You know, I take the bulls by the horn. No pun intended. 
Uh, let's see. 406 here. Just fine, my friend. I'd like to get together sometime. He's doing good today. He's done with work today. He's in Logan, staying dry, working on his uh, personal history. He, he says he's sure all the contestants on the radio and on the clowns show themselves in one way or the other. Correct. In the, in the rodeo. Yes, they do. Participants, not contestants. You know, Eric, if you were to get on a bowl, I would imagine it would go very hilarious for everybody watching, and it'd be very scary for you. Do you think... Do you think you would last a full second? Oh, yeah. On a pole? Absolutely. A full second. A full oh, second. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it uh, because you have a lower center of gravity? No, it's because I have good hand grip. Like, like come here. Let me put you in a headlock. <laughs> no, I, come here. I just want to put uh, you in a headlock. Yeah, no, thanks. Okay, so if I were to put you in a headlock, you would have a hard time getting out of that because of my hand grip. All you have to do is grab onto the rope and hang on for a second. Okay? That, that's all you have to do. You cannot hit the ground for one second. I'm in. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so how many seconds? Uh, Probably one and a half. <laughs> it's, it's, You're it's, not going it's, the full length. Yeah, there's, there's no, no way. way. Uh, 9315 says, Object can maybe hold on with duct tape. 4086, eight seconds is a long time. I couldn't do eight. A second and a half is all you're getting out of me. Uh, when you say but eight seconds, win. that sounds like, oh, that's nothing. Dude, it's, it's But when not, you watch. Yeah. When you watch them on the bull ride, yeah. it's an eternity. It's it's nuts. And especially when the bull's just getting mad and angry and it's trying to kick you off. Oh, yeah. That's, that's not a short time. That is a lot of time and a lot of soiling. <laughs> Let's be honest with each other, Eric. By the bull? <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> by both. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I do got to ask you really quickly. That Kevin Durant and Draymond Green, I had a chance to listen to a little bit of it. Dude, it's interesting. Like, it's a good, it's like one of those, you know, come to the Lord meetings, like, where they're like, yeah, you know, let's let's figure this out. Let's be friends again. You know, can, why can't we all just get along? And <laughs> you can tell, like, Draymond's like, look, dude, it was all just paraphrasing, but like, reading inside of the mind of Draymond Green, it was, look, I'm sorry that it happened. But I was right. And Kevin Durant's like, dude, I'm sorry that they suspended you, but I was right. They both saying that, you know, themselves were right, but they weren't the ones to screw it up. It was the ownership and Steve Kerr. That is gutsy. Wow. That is gutsy uh, for them course, to do. Of course. Of course they don't take any personal responsibility. Well, and, but, but they shouldn't. Eric. Should no, here they shouldn't. What? Really? Yeah. Because, I mean, in no, an because no one in this world anymore takes resp personal responsibility. That's baloney. It's too convenient to put the blame on someone else. Well, We're never at fault for our own problem. If you're the president of the United States right now, probably not. But here's the thing. is that Kevin, like, Teammates get in fights all the time, Eric. They get in arguments all the time. When you play an 82-162-17 game schedule, but you spend all summer long with each other, you're going to have times where you're like, dude, I hate you right now, and yeah. I, I think you yeah. suck. Now... But the way the ownership handled it, by suspending Draymond Green, that's what was the problem. Why suspend him for an argument? Because now you're casting all this blame solely on Draymond Green to protect your superstar Kevin Durant, who left anyways because it wasn't of Draymond Green. It was because he didn't feel like he fit in with the Warriors. The guy who won back-to-back NBA Finals MVPs with the Warriors didn't feel like he fit in. And they yet they suspend Draymond Green, who's been their most loyal customer, 
even through the dark times. And they suspended Draymond Green. Makes no sense. And I, I actually believe this. That it was Kerr and, Bill, and, uh, and Billy Myers' fault on this one. I'm glad they had that conversation. Yeah, but if I remember correctly, Draymond was... He wasn't helping that locker room. Yeah, he was. He was tearing it apart. No, he, was he wasn't. And Draymond everybody. didn't tear a locker room apart. I, and, okay, so here's, and here's my thought. He's a hothead that's going after everybody. I think Steve Kerr not doing anything and always just sitting back and doing nothing hurt the locker room more. He's a voice of an... He's an NBA champion as a coach and as a player. Speak up. Say something. Have a team meeting. Try to figure it out. Don't just sit there on your hands and watch this all-combustible explosion happen right in front of your eyes and say, oh, well, wish we could have stopped it, but we didn't. Here we go. It's always going to... Like the Jason Shelley situation last year. It's Gary's fault. It's Gary Anderson's fault. It's not Jason Shelley's fault. It's Gary Anderson's fault. Gary brought him to the team when he didn't need to. There was no need to have Jason Shelley on this football team. Listeners, please tell me if I'm wrong, and I'll, and, and I'll sack up, but come on. He didn't need... Come on, you even, you even I discussed this. Why do we have... Why are we bringing a kid from Utah Unit or University of Utah to Utah State when you got Harry, Henry Collinby, Andrew Peasley, Cooper Leg- Like, what are we doing here? And then what do you know? Jason Shelley is removed from the football team. Either what is his choice or whatever the situation was. He was removed. It's a failed experiment. Right, it's not, Gary but already Henry Colby had moved on. It's not and it's it's not John Hartwell's. It's man. Uh let's see, we got a few more texts here. Uh on nine let's see, nine four six three. On Saturday night, no one got more than five seconds in on the bowl. Holy crap, dude. I'm out. I ain't doing that. Nine three one five. I'm hoping to see the Aggies run back a ninety nine yard run. All right, Savon Scarver, it's up to you, buddy. Five eight seven nine. Zinger on the uh, President of the United States loved it. Uh, he says, "Nope, Shelley was a disaster." Again, I blame that on Gary, not on Jason Shelley, though. Uh, he has no. He doesn't shoulder any blame whatsoever. Okay, maybe, yeah. Okay, there's a little blame, sure. But the majority of the blame needs to go on Gary for trying to bring in something that didn't need to be there. Jason didn't need to be here. What was the point of bringing Jason Shelley in? Like, Henry Collinby would have been just fine at Utah State. People say, well, look what he's doing at Texas Tech. Don't compare Texas Tech and Utah State. Don't do that. Yeah. Henry Collinby would have been great here. Would have been wonderful here. So, uh, 5452 text in. Totally agree, AJ, and we can see what a difference recruiting makes with a staff that gives a crap. <laughs> it's true. Uh, yes. Not saying that every coach didn't give a crap on that staff with Gary. That's not true. That's Yeah, it's not fair. But there was, yeah, there was issues. But how things start and end at the top makes a big difference. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Could not agree more, Eric. Could not agree more. I'm excited for football this year, man. I'm excited for what this team could do, the heads that they could turn. The whole, like, and we've talked about it in Aussie, Merrick, but the whole, like, three and a half wins is just bonkers to me. <laughs> take the over and oh take gosh. it by a mile. 
Yeah. Easily. Easily. Six and six is where I'm kind of standing at right now. That's my comfort level. And you know what? Again, we've talked about it. What does that do? That gets you into a bowl game. That is okay with me. That gets us into a bowl game. Halfway through the season, through the first six games, do they beat the Vegas line? Well, halfway, they just behind it? How far is halfway through? Six games? Is that right? Is that six what you said? games. Through the first six games. Oh, don't do this to me right now. Do the Aggies beat the Vegas don't line? Don't do this to me. Okay. Uh, so the, here. here are the games. In the first six oh, games you. at Washington State. Okay. At home versus North Dakota. Okay. At Air Force. Okay. At home versus Boise. <laughs> at home versus BYU. And then on the road at UNLV, at isn't UNLV. it? Do they reach the Vegas line Kay. within the first six games? Was the Vegas line uh, three and a half or three? Do you know? Well, for for purposes of this discussion, let's say it was yeah, three. Nevada guessing game. So do they reach the Vegas line within the first six games? At Washington State versus North Dakota, at Air Force, versus B- Boise State, versus BYU, at UNLV. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw something that popped up from somebody about Nick Rolovich. He's on the verge of losing his job. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> uh, okay. I'm going to say... You said three, right? Purposes of this of this. Let's do question. this. I throw that out there. We'll get some responses on I'll, the text I want to hear line. from our listeners, too. We need to take a time out here in the full court press. Yeah, I want to hear from our but listeners. But I'd love to get your responses on that. Good call. Within the first six games. Gives me a chance to think about it. <laughs> do they get three wins? Are they are they three and three at the halfway point? And they because already meet the and, Vegas line. And that's, your, and that's key, Eric. That's a great question you asked because guess what? If they're at three... That bottom portion of the schedule is a cupcake. It's a lot easier. I mean, there's still there's still some tough games in there, but they're going to pick up a lot more wins in the second half of the season than they do in the first. So four three five three three nine zero three two one. Within the first six games, do the Aggies meet the Vegas line at three wins? We'll talk about that coming up next. Get your responses here on the Full Court Press. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a new Honda and be on your way to desert treks, lakeside getaways, and mountain paths so remote you need an actual map. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda Accord and 0% APR on the 2021 HRV or Pilot. Get a great deal on a new Honda at utahhondadealers.com. See dealer for financing details. Hey, are you looking for a way to get back to your community? Join the United Way of Cache Valley for the annual Day of Caring. Thursday, September 9th, the Willow Park Pavilion, beginning at 9 a.m. Be a part of the United Way and their commitment to unite the caring power of Cache Valley to better the lives of the individuals in our area. You can make a difference. A Day of Caring with the United Way of Cache Valley, September 9th. Sign up at unitedwayofcachevalley.org or justserve.org. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. 
It's a Lone Star State battle, and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column, or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday, beginning at 5.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Yeah, the dragon is now following me. I didn't interview him. I didn't talk to him. Come on, dragon. Alapuahu, he is on Twitter. Uh, Eric, your question Coach is... Coach uh, Lapuahu, by the way. Maybe, you're, and I followed him back. Well, I hope you would. Yeah, sure. Defensive like to, line coach. Like to follow the coaches. Um, you asked a good question. We're getting some responses. Keep them coming, by the way. 435-339-0321. Repeat that question. Okay, within the first six games. I'm glad that you asked the listeners. I need to put on the mark here. <laughs> yeah, with it all due gives respect. you some cover. <laughs> within the first six games. Does, oh, let me actually start with this. Before the season. Las Vegas for... You know, whatever wisdom you think they may or may not have, they set <laughs> what they think will be the win totals for every team in college football. And they put the win total for Utah State at, I believe, is actually three and a half. Mm-hmm. They don't set one at just a solid number. There's mm-hmm. always a half. So, one way or the other, somebody's a winner or a loser. You don't, you can never tie. But for purposes of this conversation, we'll say it was set at three. So, within the first six games of the season, does Utah State meet that number? Do they exceed that number? Or are they still trying to hit it? Okay, so I'm going to say that they hit that number. That they get three. Uh, I think Washington State's a win. North Dakota's a win. Um, And then I think... I think Boise State's a win. So you think they beat Boise State, but they lose to UNLV? Oh, sorry, I forgot UNLV's part of that. My bad. So I'm going to say four. Sorry. Yeah, they go four and two. Washington State, North Dakota, Boise State, UNLV. So they beat Boise, but they lose to BYU. Yes. I think BYU is a little bit better than I'm giving them credit for. And I would, I would flip that, actually. I think they're more likely to beat the Cougars than they are the Broncos. Uh, okay, so here's some of the responses coming in. Uh, 9315, yes, they beat the line. Uh, 5308, uh, unfortunately, they're 2-4 and four at best. Okay. All right. 6294, remember old uh, betting adage, when something seems so obvious, i.e. Aggies over in wins, proceed with caution. Many times <laughs> things go the opposite way. <laughs> Vegas likes to make money. 
8003, yes, they make the line. At worst, 3-3. Three and three. Write yeah. it down. I, I, yeah, I'm with 8003 here. And he's got to capitalize, too, on the yes part. He's like, yeah, <laughs> yes. absolutely. You kidding me? Eight, uh, excuse me, 0005, uh, 2 and 4, and that's optimistic. Air Force has owned us. So, yeah, I, the Air Force game scares the crap out of me every year. And I think we have this conversation every year. Like, ah, crap, it's Air Force week. You know, I, you know what to expect. You know what's coming, but we just can't stop it. The thing that concerns me the most about Air Force uh, they've lost a lot of talent or returning production from a year ago. Mm-hmm. But what worries me most is that this coaching staff doesn't have a lot of experience against what Air Force does. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, if this was, I don't know, maybe more experienced coaching staff against them, if this was their second year or third year with Utah State and have seen what Air Force does, I would think this would be a year they could get a win over Air Force. Sure. But because it's so new to them, I have a hard time giving the Aggies a win in that game. 0-5-1-3. You want to talk about optimistic. 5-1, and one, ceiling. 3-3, three and three, worst case scenario. 5-1. and one. So let me ask you, 0-5-1-3, who's that one loss against? Who's that one loss against in that 5-1? Uh, and Because that'd be great. Oh, my gosh. I would... All hands to the sky. We are going to the Fiesta Bowl. We're going to the college football playoff. We're going to win it. Like, I would be all hands in the air. Oh, he says Air Force. <laughs> yeah. Dang it, Air Force, dude. <laughs> that is the biggest problem. Air Force uh, is such a headache. It's tough. Even the vampire dude. <laughs> I just can't do it, man. It's tough. I can't do uh, it. But you're right. I mean, that the first five games of the season are the, the toughest. Yeah. Because and that's the thing, Eric. Like we just said before the break, if you get to three and three or four and two or five and one, it is a cakewalk after. So give the games after, will you? Okay. So after that six game stretch, now I'm going to actually start with game six. Okay, go ahead. Yes, please. Because that's at UNLV. Okay, go and ahead. I think that's a winnable game. Yes, it is. They host Colorado State, dude. This Adazio guy or whatever can't win a game. I think there's a. Yeah, a lot. There are yeah, issues, yeah. Not a Huge lot of confidence issues. in what's going on in Fort Collins. They host Hawaii. That's a mess over there. Um, uh, still, that uh, they've got a returning quarterback who's... Hawaii's not beating us Cordero at the, Utah State. They've got some dudes on defense, but it's in Logan. Uh, they travel to New Mexico State. If we don't win that game, we need to go to Division Two. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, traveled to San Jose. That's the toughest game out of the final stretch right there. Uh, probably right. That's on the road at San Jose It's State. on the road yeah, at San Jose. Absolutely. And will it really be played at San Jose? I don't know what the COVID situation is going to be and how California is going to Go to San Francisco, it. play at the Niners Stadium. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, and then they host Wyoming. We're beating Wyoming. They aren't beating us at our place. Wyoming's always tough. Yeah, they're not beating us at our place. I like our chances against Wyoming. If it's a defensive battle, we're winning that game. And then finish at New Mexico. Yeah, we know New Mexico. I love Danny Gonzalez. He's a really nice guy, great coach, but he's they just got nothing over there. Nothing in favor of him. So if they're 3-3 three and three through the first six games, what are they in the final six games? Well, 0-5-1-3 says it's 6-0. Oh. Easy run should be eleven and one. Best case, ten and two. Middle, 
or seven and five at worst case scenario. I, and okay, I'm with okay. I'm kind. Uh, this, I know. I love the optimism. I, know, I don't think I'm drinking I the know, same Kool Aid. Yeah, yet. you're you're like, hey, stay off the stay off the Smarties, okay? Um, but here's the thing. I'll, let's just hypothetically play in his corner for a moment. Washington State with Nick Rolovich, that whole situation with Washington and the COVID mandate vaccine issue is an absolute mess, and it's very well known. I I hope we get to play game one again against Washington State, but the way Nick Rolovich is going and his thoughts on the vaccine and the team's thoughts on the vaccine makes me wonder if we get that game. And if they don't, it's on them, so we would win by forfeit. Uh, North Dakota State's a win, okay? Air Force is an issue. We've already talked about that. Boise State at our place with a new head coach in Andy Avalos. I know we've got a new coach here at Utah State, but I got they've got more coming back than Boise State's got there. Uh, they've got Bachmeyer and Khalil Shakir coming back. Okay, cool story. We got Shaq Bond, Kevin Metzenheimer, Justin Rice, and like I, I'm not playing games. I are you taking Bachmeyer or Justin Rice? If you had a chance to pick to to pick between one of the two. On your team, who are you taking? The quarterback or that linebacker? I'd probably take the quarterback. Okay, I'm taking the linebacker. Um, Dude, I think that our defense is good. Really, really, really good. I don't know what the score that Utah State-Boise State game is. Maybe it's a low-scoring game. It's not, it may not be pretty. It might be 7-3, to 10-7, to 2-0. to nothing. I don't know. 35-28. BYU- there you go. Uh, six to five. Uh, remember that Southern Utah game? What was it like six years ago? Oh, my. I hated that game. It was like six to five. It went in the fourth quarter, and then it took a punt return to pretty much seal the win for us. Yeah, that was. That was bad football. That was bad. That was. I, I think there was some. Uh, a power struggle on the sidelines. It had nothing to do with the players. I think that's what it was all about. Zero five one three says it might be the USC transfer quarterback who starts over Bachmeyer, which I've heard a lot of good things about him. Mm. All right, so again, playing this game, Eric, play along. BYU has lost a ton of talent: offensive coordinator, offensive line coach, quarterback, four offensive linemen, and two wide receivers, and then some defensive guys. They're, I mean, they are rebuilding. I know there's like a reload, but they're kind of rebuilding. Yes. At our place with Blake Anderson here, I like our chances. We're beating UNLV. Colorado State's a mess. Hawaii, they're going to, who knows? I, we're beating Hawaii on Halloween Eve. New Mexico State has no right even being in the game with us. San Jose State's going to be tough, but if we play them at a different place, I think we have a shot. Wyoming is a win. New Mexico is a win. 11-1. Send us to the Mount West Conference Championship in Los Angeles. We're going to go win it, and then we're going to the uh, Los Angeles Bowl in Los Angeles. The Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles. Yes. And if I don't get to meet Jimmy Kimmel, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Uh, I love the optimism. Um, I just... Uh, I get it. I'm not there I know, yet. I'm I know. Not there yet. I know. And you're not going to be there, nor should you be there. Honestly, you shouldn't be there. I love 053, uh, 0513's optimism. I think it's great. I think it's phenomenal. But a lot of people are going to call him psycho. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be honest here. But I... Golly... But again, Eric, like we talked about earlier, if you go three and three, four and two, five and one in the first six, you're going to a bowl game. Absolutely going to a bowl game. And depending on who you lose to and who you beat, 
you might be in line to get yourself to a Mountain West Conference Championship game because remember, San Jose State's on the other side of the division. Yeah. So you could be facing San Jose State twice in the Mountain West Conference Championship. It's possible, yeah. Absolutely. Which, I mean, that is phenomenal to me. I am all about it. But Air Force, Boise State, Wyoming, all three of those, I think, pose significant challenges for Utah State in their own division. Um, I think, I don't know. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Are the Aggies going to be uh, in the conference title game? I'm not going to predict that. Um, I'm going to stand. Why not? With, I'm going to stand Why with my not? six and six. Okay. Um, they may be two and four coming out of the first six, but then I think they go four and two to finish it out. Interesting. Four and two to finish it out? Yep. Uh zero five one three. Let's see. Championship game is in Reno. Oh, championship game win in Reno. Got it. Okay. Uh beat Nevada in the championship. Eric, you're stupid. Why did you say six and six? Come on, dog. <laughs> Come on, Eric. No, meanwhile, two four zero nine. Is Audrey selling any stuff that he's been smoking? Look, I snort smarties. But here's the thing. Okay, two four zero nine. I'm. I. I really think that stretch of Air Force, BYU, and Boise State, we could go two and one. I think the loss goes to Air Force. I think we could beat Boise State and BYU. I think they go one and two through there. Um, six two nine four. Crying out loud! Do any of these textures know USU's history of disappointment? <laughs> go, go Aggies! Aggies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we d- there, there is a uh, long history of the Aggies disappointing. What is the most disappointing season for you where you've had high expectations and they just floundered? Has that ever happened to you? Oh, sure. Really? Uh, I think the first example of that was Brent Guy. No kidding. When he first showed up. Oh, man. You must have been really heartbroken then. Well, look, um, th- he was... He had. Uh, he'd been at Utah State. He knew the area. Uh, he had been at USU when there was some level of success to some degree. He had Pac-12 experience. Everybody around here is like, wow, there's a guy that was a, uh, had experience in the Pac-12 and a good team in the Pac-12. He's going to come be the head coach here. Surely that's going to translate to wins. It wasn't you know, the John L. Smith bowl games and whether it be bowl games, I mean, that wasn't that far removed. So, okay, we're going to get back to that. And, yeah, it didn't go there. Interesting. It was disappointing. Uh, 9315 says, why can't we have a Craig Smith year in football, like his first year? Man, <laughs> come a dime a dozen. Those come a dime a dozen. <laughs> Rare right birds, my friends. 0513, 2019, we should have went to the championship game if we hired a different coach rather than Gary. Yeah, 2019 was a really weird year because I remember we got that big win at San Diego State on the road, and I remember going to somebody, or a media media guy coming over to me and saying, hey, I mean, this is a win that you guys probably didn't have on your radar. Where do you think it goes from here? And I'm like, well, it can only go up. Well, then you got got blown out by Boise State. You got blew out by BYU. You got manhandled by Air Force. Um, And then, then of course, I mean, like it all kind of got set up by the demolition we got from LSU. That LSU loss 
did so much damage in so many ways to these kids. It should have... Well... But that was a coach that didn't want to be there. You could see it in his body language. He said it in his out of his own mouth. Yeah. No one wanted to be there. Yeah. And he made it very obvious. It, instead of, hey, we're gonna we got a great team we're gonna go compete against. Yeah, but Eric, you he just, didn't care. Yeah, but here's the problem is you set that game it up. It's a negative, terrible precedent. Yeah, but if you set that game in October, that's tough, man. That's really hard to go from conference play to go to LSU. Who's already in like midseason form? And by the way, that was the same LSU team who wrecked everybody in yeah, their wake. Yeah, but they had wake. a ton of injuries. They had a bunch of guys sitting out. Yeah, but their second string guys are starting on our team. Instead of like getting his guys fired up, like, hey, we may have an opportunity to make a statement here. It's like, we don't want to be here. This is dumb. I don't like the scheduling. You know, we'll just go do it because we have to. Like, of course you're gonna get your butt kicked. And I think that that, that that was the start of a but that downward was, trend. Yeah, that was a disappointing year. I mean, you had that, and again, you had those three losses, and then it just all kind of went downhill from there. Um, I'm trying to think of a disappointing – I mean, really, 18 was disappointing just because of the way it ended. Like, you lost to Boise State, Wells takes off, you do get the win in the bowl game, but it's against North Texas, who didn't even belong in the same field as you. You think an 11-2 season was disappointing? No, I, I'm saying just the way it ended. Like – Dude, we were going to be in the Mount West Conference Championship game. And between us, you, me, and the listeners, I was in a conversation with Commissioner Thompson. And, dude, there was, like, some heavy bowls that they were talking about if Utah State were to win that game and win the Mount West Conference Championship. We're talking about going to the Mercedes-Benz Bowl or Benz Stadium and playing in the – what was that? That would be the Sugar Bowl? Dude, like – bowl? Yeah. Well, yeah, Peter. I mean, there. I mean, there was, he was coming in Sugar I guess Bowl. There's two different Mercedes. Yeah, stadiums. so he was talking like P, uh, Sugar Bowl. Like, dude, that's I. I got stoked because I was like, Boise State's not beating us this year. This is our year. And I remember having Gage Ferguson here, and Gage was like, "Look, coaches had you know, few coaches had one foot out the door already." That just that bums me out. Zero five one three two thousand fifteen should have also. Uh, we went. We, uh, should have also went to the championship game if we had kept the foot on the gas pedal after the Boise win. I don't remember fifteen. Was that when they blew out Boise that year? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's when they. I was doing post game at uh, for BYU in Salt in Provo when I was working in Salt Lake, and and Utah State just demolished Boise State. I mean, at home. I think it was at home, wasn't it? Fifty-two to twenty-six. They were a top twenty-five team. They had two pick sixes too, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, then they went to San Diego State and got trucked. Laid an egg, yeah. Beat Wyoming after that, but lose to New Mexico. Lose oh. to Air Force. Those were both close, very winnable games. Losing to New Mexico, huh? Beat Nevada, and then they lost to BYU at the end of the year. Did they, go, they didn't go to a bowl game that year, did they? Uh, they went. They, yes, they went up to Boise, famous Idaho Potato Bowl, and lost to Akron. Oh, is that the year they lost to Akron? Who did they lose to in the bowl game? And was it the New Mexico Bowl? Um, in seventeen and eighteen, who did they play that year in the bowl game and they lost in overtime? Do you remember who that was? Uh, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. Oh, Arizona in Bowl seventeen. That was to New Mexico State. Oh, Everly just 
kept missing field goals and he was extra he, points. He had food poison. Really he was sick as a dog. He'd been puking the whole night. I felt terrible for him. There you go. Zero five one three two thousand seventeen MM State Arizona Bowl. That one surprised me. I remember I was actually not there for the game. I was um just getting here to, to the Cache Valley and I had heard they had lost and it just shocked me. I couldn't believe it. Well that's depressing. Let's go to break. <laughs> Thanks for all those memories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do need to take a time out here in the full court press. We'll continue uh, talking about <laughs> the Aggies. Uh, the oh, uh, NBA Summer League has oh, concluded. Dude, yeah. So we'll get a chance to look back at how Nimi did, Stan Merrill. Uh, what about these new players and uh, young players for the Utah Jazz? We'll look at some of the uh, winners and losers uh, from the Summer League and how that's played out. Uh, next hour also we'll get into who said it. Actor. I love this game. Athlete. Or coach. Love this game. It's the music you love. You can sing every word. A flood of memories. Cherry Peak Resort is proud to present Air Supply. It's the perfect date night. Music and food. Due to continued extreme fire danger in our local mountains, including Cherry Peak Resort, the event is at Green Canyon High School for your safety. A huge thank you to Green Canyon High School administration for their continued support. If you love air supply, get your tickets today. They're going fast. Bring a date, make a memory, relive memories from the past. You're going to love the sound of one of your favorite bands, Air Supply. Supply. Air Supply at Green Canyon High School, Thursday, August 19th. Tickets on sale now at SkiCPR.com. School is out and summer's here. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent at Alpine Home Medical. We offer you the best quality products as well as excellent customer service. Whether you're in one of our 10 retail stores or shopping online, we'll provide you with the best experience possible. From CPAPs to compression stockings to portable oxygen concentrators, wheelchairs, and scooters, you won't find a better selection anywhere. Visit us online at alpinehomemedical.com. We bring wellness home. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. 
Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Dude, have you read about this? Remember Josh Passner? I think he was coaching at Creighton, I believe. Um, that he had a friend, uh, well, former friend, I should say, Ron Bell. Uh, don't know if they're on the staff together, but accusing him of like sexual assault and of his girlfriend, and then finally had admitted, I think under a year ago that he lied about it all that he wasn't that he that coach pastor never even did anything oh my word and so That's now terrible and so coach pastor and so they finally had like a, a hearing today and coach pastor was like hey like i want the 12 month sentence in prison and everything and all that and bell's attorney said um that it's all because of CTE diagnosis, but it not submitted supporting medical documents to the court. Huh. That's a mess, That's man. That's terrible. And Josh Pastner was a great coach, too. Really great coach. Uh, 0513, I would like both of your record projections for the upcoming year and a bowl game we are going to. Uh, I, I, you know, I, at first, I had 7 and 5, but then when I look at the, you know, I kind of look at things, I think 6 and 6 is doable. Um, which I think would get us to, would it be uh, Boise State? Would it be the Potato Bowl? Yeah, I mean that's a that's a potential destination with that kind of a record. Uh, my I'm at six and six as well. I mean they may be going down to uh, the Barstool Sports Arizona Bowl, Arizona Bowl, yeah, or the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Um, but I. I've got the Aggies at six and six. Uh, I said that about a month ago, and uh, I said I wanted to. I was hesitant with saying that because I wanted to see this football team. Um, but that's that's about where my comfort level is for this team right now. I think it's absolutely possible they go seven and five. Um, but my comfort level is at six and six right now. Fair enough. I'd be happy to be wrong. Going the positive direction on that. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Just yeah. want to make sure of that. I won't be happy if it's uh, anything less, less than, than that. that. Yeah. No, I think six and six is all right. I'd be okay with six and six. I would be okay with seven and five. Eight and four would be wonderful. Eleven and one would be through the roof. Give that man a race and keep him here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's. How do you and what would be the comparison? Do we have a break? We got to take. No. Okay. What would be the comparison? Of Craig Smith's first year in football. So what Craig Smith did in his first year of basketball, what would be the comparison of that in football for Blake Anderson in his first year? Oh, he'd have to go to the conference championship game. Oh, yeah, and he'd have to win it too, huh? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Okay. Uh, what do Audrey and Eric do for the listeners if they win nine or more games? Yeah, Eric, you're going to have to fork up to that one, buddy. If they win nine or more games, wow. 
We might need to come yeah, up with we'll something, man. With, yeah, we'll throw yeah. a party. Yeah, we'll. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. There we go. We'll do a live radio show with a party with it. Zero five one three. Who do you think is your breakout player, both offense and defense? Great question. Great question. Zero five one three. Uh, offense. I'm gonna say Kyle Van Leeuwen, dude. This guy's starting to make some strides here really quickly, and he's got great hands. He's a Van Leeuwen kid, which you know Travis and Zach were also really good. Man, Kyle Van Leeuwen offensively, I think is gonna be my guy. So breakout would mean it's somebody that's not currently kind of on the radar, on people's radar. So uh, does yeah. Kyle Van Leeuwen fit that thread? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think so. Uh, I guess. Justin Rice would probably have to be off of that list. Yeah, definitely off of that list. Yeah. I'm gonna well, I'm gonna say Zahadri Jackson for defense. I'm gonna say Hunter Reynolds. Ooh, good one. Like it. Yes. Good one. You're on defense. Okay. Offensively? Ooh, good question. <sighs> hmm. Um Maybe uh, Gentry? Running back? Calvin. No, Tyler. No, Tyler Gentry, sorry. 0513, good boy, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, ooh, good. You chose a running back. I like that. Good. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, Hunter Reynolds could be good, too. That's a good name. I didn't think about that one. Uh, let's see, 0513, would you like a two-quarterback system for the first part of the year? No. I'd like to have one lockdown guy who's just, that is the guy. You know who's going out into the field every time. I know that's the old mantra. If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterback. But I'll be honest, Ajay. I, I think that I think we're seeing across college football a movement where coaches are ex, more accepting of Multiple quarterbacks. Yeah, but are they successful? I've seen some schools that have had some level of success with it. I mean, we rotate out every rotate out every other player. Why don't we rotate the quarterback? Because you said you said this: the most important player on that field with the biggest job is the quarterback. Right. So why do we need two quarterbacks to like? We need one guy to do that important job. If you have two quarterbacks coming on there, it's just it feels like it's going to be a divide. Give me one guy who's your one guy that is going to be that field. I mean, whether it's Peasley, whether it's Bonner, whether it's Lega, excuse me. Give me one guy who trots out in the field. Every you know that is your quarterback. That is the guy who's coming onto the field. Whether it's the opening drive, two minutes left in the game, or whatever the situation is, he's your guy. That's your leader. Well, I think maybe it's some some clarification with what my thought here is on a situation that could use, or we could see two quarterbacks getting time. Is it's not fifty fifty. If it's fifty fifty, I don't think that works. But I think if you have somebody who's maybe taking seventy five percent of the snaps, and you got another quarterback that comes in for certain situations that he's just better at these situations, I'm okay with that. When we get to like. 60-40, are we okay with that? Uh, I think you, I do think that there should be one designated leader of that group. But I do believe that there could be situations where you bring in a different type of uh, a quarterback for different types of situations. If it's not often, I'm okay with it. Uh, 0513, 
Um, what's your most concerned position group? Uh, we'll discuss that next hour. Yeah. Uh, we'll also get into our actor, athlete, and coach. Who said it? It's coming up next. And wait. pick six. No, that's uh, tomorrow. No, what went wrong what Wednesday? Went wrong? I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Hard to put your finger exactly on where America is with fantasy football these days. And not because it's any less popular. It's still big. But now fans can do so many other things in addition to fantasy. Daily fantasy, legal betting, whether it's for the season, a game, even in-game. It used to be a little easier. You got together with your friends right around this time of the calendar. You grabbed a six-pack. You have your magazines. You pick your team. You have guys with the advanced metrics and algorithms. And you don't have one team. You might have three or four or five, and that's just the beginning. You also might have Alvin Kamara on one team and then go against him in another league or rooting for Baker Mayfield one week because you have him in daily fantasy and against him in the next. It's all great for football fans. I just sometimes miss the days when there was a little less science to the whole thing. And maybe, maybe just a little more fun. Don't mean to be a buzzkill. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last year, there was a victim of identity theft. Every three seconds, a criminal could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, damaging your credit, even selling your personal information on the dark web. Unfortunately, you could miss certain threats to your identity by just checking bank statements and monitoring your credit. The solution? LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock sees certain threats you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit and alerts you if they find something that could be suspicious. Plus, if you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will work to fix it from start to finish. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock by Norton can help protect your personal information so you can keep what's yours. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code PATRICK for up to 25 25- Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a Lone Star State battle and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday beginning at 5.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Whether you work on your own car or somebody else does, be sure to always use reliable Napa Auto Parts. Find these specials at your five locally owned Cache Valley Napa Auto Parts locations. $20 mail-in rebate on any Napa battery. Chevron Dello diesel motor oil, $12 a gallon. Napa 15W40, $10.39 a gallon. Napa diesel exhaust fluid on sale, $8.99 for the 2.5 gallon size. From Preston to Providence, get your Napa know-how. Sports Talk Radio, KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We are Fox And here's what you need to know. Uh, let's give you a rundown on what is happening in Major League Baseball right now. Extra innings between the Giants and Mets as they are into the 11th inning after the Mets were able to notch a sack fly in the 9th 
to push this into extras. Meanwhile, it's the Rockies with a win against the Padres 7-5. Trevor Story with a two-run shot in the fifth inning to break and add insurance to that Colorado lead. San Diego's winning percentage in August is 438, and the Reds, by the way, are one and a half games back of the second wild card spot, which is held by the Padres. Since he lost to the Cubs seven to one with three home runs off the bats of Chicago, the Yankees return Anthony Rizzo off the COVID-19 list and Aralvis Chapman off the 10-day IL. And former 49ers quarterback Josh Rosen did not get any nibbles on the waiver wire, so he becomes a free agent. I'm Brian Fenley. Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Eggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead! He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan hey what's up everybody eric franson <coughs> sorry oh, nice timing thank you throat uh eric franson aj salveson here on the full court press thanks for tuning in 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, also streaming online, 1069thefan.com, and on the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, free, easy to listen to wherever you are, and frankly, whenever you are, uh, because we're uh, podcasting all of our shows. So if you missed anything, you want to go back and hear anything, go find it either on our website or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Just search Full Court Press, either uh, my name, Eric Franson, or Ajay Salveson, and you should be able to find it. Uh, yesterday we had a post-practice report, got a chance to speak with Micah James and Al Apuahu, talking about the offensive and defensive lines respectively, and also Calvin Tyler Jr., uh, one of the running backs at Utah State, uh, fighting for an expanded role uh, at the running back position for USU. So if you want to go back and listen to any of those episodes or any of the specific player or coach interviews, you can do that on our website. Um, Ajay, this hour, a couple different things we want to cover. Um, it's our, uh, the segment that we love, the Who Said It? I love this segment. Actor, player, or coach. Uh, it's also Wednesday, so we'll get into what went wrong Wednesday. The NBA Summer League has concluded, so we'll look back to see how well Sam Merrill, Namiyash Keta, and the Utah Jazz did in their Summer League. So uh, a couple of things we want to continue and uh Continue the questions in the comments on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321. Great conversations in the last hour. Love to keep that rolling. And, uh, Andre, one of the questions that was posed right before we went to the top of the hour, and we'll continue that discussion now, from 0513, what's your most concerned position group besides the running backs to watch on Saturday? Uh, Besides the running backs, offensive line. So thin there. So yeah, that, that's for me. That's what I'm going to be paying yeah. attention to. There's been they've been talking about developing depth, making sure they give opportunities to younger, maybe more inexperienced players. There's been some new guys added. The Twins, Utah State just made it official. Announced them today. Uh, so there there has been some improvement there. 
Um, but uh, yeah, for me, uh, that offensive line is what I will be paying attention to, and the running backs. Yeah, I, I think everything else is kind of well filled out. I think we kind of know what's going to happen there. So I, I don't think there's really a concern anywhere or otherwise. I like the depth at wide receiver. Love it. I, I think we're good at defensive line. I think our defensive side is really well set. I really love the linebackers there. Maybe some question about you know who. I think our starters are great. There may be some question about some of the replacements that yeah. come in. Uh, and I think the the secondary has got a lot of talent and depth as well. So I, I, I think that the bigger concerns are about that offensive line and the the running back position. Certainly, we're going to be paying attention to the quarterback. Does one seem to have the edge over the other? But as a unit, I'm with you, Ajay. Uh, that offensive line is where I'm going to be kind of be watching a lot more on Saturday. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't think there's any other question. Quarterbacks, like we just won't know. We won't really. I, mean, I think we already kind of know what we get out of Peasley and out of Bonner, out of Liga. So, yeah. well, for a lot of people, it was our first time to see Bonner for the very first time last Saturday. So we just don't really know a lot about him. And so we want yeah. to see what he can do. Does he really deserve to be the, the starter? Is he really going to outperform Peasley? Is Peasley putting the work in and deserves to be the guy? There is a little bit of a battle there. Yeah. And, and by, by the way, yeah, exactly. It's healthy, but it also brings some intrigue because Peasley hasn't looked as bad as I, I got to be honest, as I thought he would. <laughs> um, he's actually looked all right. So, uh, it's it's good to see. It's good to see a little QB competition in there. I'd like to see Legault push a little bit more. I don't know if they're going to give him the chance, though. Uh, yeah, that's I would agree with that. Uh, number three. 0513 reactions about the transfers from BYU. Love them, and we need them. And they're great talent. Can't wait. Some big bodies, oh, uh, highly recruited, yes. talented. Uh, helping both the offensive and defensive lines. It's good timing. Yep, absolutely. I, I'm excited about that. I look forward to it. And of course, uh, apparently they were in practice yesterday. Yesterday, yep, according to Jason Turner. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Eric, what? Uh, I, I know we talked about it last hour. We got some new listeners in this hour. 435-339-0321 to text in. Um, we talk, I, I loved your question about the uh, six games in. What is their record? Uh, you, I, what did you say? What did you say it would be? Uh, I'm at two and four. Okay. Not as optimistic as I am. That's all right. I think three and three would not be a stretch. But um, I'm, I'm at two and four. We had a, a number of uh, responses say three and three. Uh, we had one that said five and one. I'm not, five and one I'm is not, very optimistic. I'm not drinking that brand of Kool Aid, but uh, love the optimism. I would agree. Uh, the NBA Summer League concluded last night. Sacramento Kings played for the uh, in the final, and they won in convincing fashion, <clears throat> one hundred to sixty-seven. My goodness. That's a competing game. 2603, by the way, just said, can you do a quick recap on the latest transfers just joined? And he says, I hope three and three as well. 
Uh, yeah, really quickly. Uh, now you got to get their names again, dude. Is it Ikenoa? Enoa and Elia? Elisha and Noah? No, um, just kidding. Just honestly, just kidding. Uh, so yeah. Enoka Miguel <clears throat> and Elia Miguel. And we I don't still, know if I pronounced yeah, exactly. that last we name. We still don't know if we've got that part right. Uh, but yeah, two big kids, big bodies coming in. I believe Elia is the six four three twenty kid. <laughs> That's a monster. Holy cow. Uh, and then you have a six, what is he, six two, two fifty, I believe. Defensive, and he's a defensive side of the ball, I believe, is Ninoka. Um, Iwaya has a very saucy resume, to say the least. Uh, and both of them have been heavily recruited by Pac-12 schools, Nebraska, Michigan State included. Uh, they had signed up BYU, and they've changed their minds, and now we're headed to Logan to play football in Cache Valley. So exciting stuff for the Utah State Aggie football team. Right. Yeah, it, it adds depth and talent on both the offensive and yep. defensive lines. Yes, it does. Absolutely. Uh, all right, yeah, Summer League. Sorry. Uh, Sam Merrill's look great. I think Sam Merrill look really good. Namish Keta wins a uh, Summer League championship. So here's here's how it goes, Eric. When you play at Utah State, when you have a chance to go play in the NBA, you're going to win an NBA championship. That's how it goes. When you go to Utah State or from Utah State to the NBA, you win an NBA championship of some sort. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Seriously, dude, that's awesome. Um, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure what's uh, if Ked is nursing an injury early in the summer league. He looked great. He was very active. Big part of what they were doing these last couple of games. He's been pretty quiet. Uh, in the championship game, only one point. Oh. Five rebounds, one assist. That's a problem. Uh, uh, the day before, something kind of similar. Only a few points. Grabbed a couple rebounds. So he uh, he did say that he did he did miss some time coming leading into summer uh, league with some uh, foot and ankle soreness. I don't know if that was creeping back up again. Um, but uh, early in the tournament, early in summer league, he looked really good. But as it went on, his his effectiveness seemed to decline. Uh, he finished averaging five points, four point six rebounds, and one block. Hmm, not bad. That's all right. But did help, you know, be a part of a team that won the championship. Davian Mitchell looks great for Sacramento. No surprise. Uh, they did hand out. Uh, uh, they did do co MVPs. Davian Mitchell and Cam Thomas. Cam Thomas with the Nets. Uh, but they did do uh, uh, NBA Summer League co-MVPs. They also had a first team and a second team for the Summer League. Um, the uh, the uh, first team included Jalen Johnson with the Atlanta Hawks, Trey Murphy III from New Orleans, Peyton Pritchard for Boston, Jalen Smith from Phoenix, and Obi Toppin from New York. Wow. Toppin, huh? And then for the second league, it's uh, Cade Cunningham uh, for Detroit, along with Jalen Green of Houston, Paul Reed of Philadelphia, Patrick Williams of Chicago, and Luke Garza for the Pistons. No Utah Jazz players included. And that, that's kind of surprises me. Trent Forrest was great. I thought Trent Forrest was awesome. He's on a two-way deal. Is that right? Yes. Okay. 
Oh, that's good. Someone tweeted out to Tony Jones. Did you see this? Someone tweeted out that Trent Forrest should be starting over Mike Conley. <laughs> and don't tell me they were serious. They were serious. Um, and I'm not talking about that McCade moron Peterson dude that Tony's always talking to. It was somebody else. Like, come on. We can we, kids, this is why we don't do drugs. Trent Forrest over could you imagine game one? Mike Conley's fully healthy. Alright, uh guys, let's uh here's your starting lineup right here. Let's look at the board. Writes down Trent Forrest. I everybody would look at Quinn Snyder and say, You're fired, dude. Get off. <laughs> we'll just coach the team ourselves. Oh. Uh let's see here. So two six oh three. Eric, he wants us to explain what a two way deal is in the NBA. Okay, great question. And I'm probably not going to give it justice. But a two-way player means that he can be in the G League or can, and he can be called up to your team as many different times as you want and can be on your roster. Uh, and it also kind of helps them expand their roster, total roster number. Um, particularly and, valuable if you have somebody get hurt. Yeah. Now, the crazy and the more competitive part to it all is the financial part. The two-way player is play is paid based on what league he's in. So if he's in the D-League, he's going to get paid a D-League salary. If he's in the NBA, he's going to get paid an NBA salary. <laughs> that's that's the kicker to it all. Um, and, and two-way contracts, it just depends on which player. Uh, but rather than being limited to spending, say, 30 to 45 days you know, with their NBA teams... Uh, two-way players are also eligible to be active for up to 50 of their team's 72 uh, NBA games, or I guess now 60 of their 82 NBA regular season games. Uh, and again, like it just depends on what league they're in. It's where salary they're going to be getting paid. So, But it, you're right. It's great for coaches. They love these things. Quinn Snyder's a big fan of them because then he can kind of take and use that player as he pleases if he wants them to get more minutes, more reps in the G League, or just bring them up to see what he looks like in an NBA game. Because it's also helpful to have that opportunity to send them to that league where they can continue to play and develop rather than just sitting at the end of the bench and never doing anything. Correct. Uh, a couple of the texts coming through, 0513. This should be a pick six prediction. Will Nimi start at the end of the NBA regular season? Uh, yes, he will. I think he looked great in summer league. I think he'll start. I think as long as he can stay healthy. Healthy. Yep. I think he will see starter opportunities, starting opportunities with the Sacramento Kings at some agree. point in the season. Uh, nine three one five. Do the BYU transfer have all four years of eligibility? I believe so. I think they yeah. do. Yeah, because they only they've played a year for BYU yet. Right. They never really were on the full clock, so they should be good to go. Yeah, I believe they have four years now. <clears throat> I'm not entirely certain on that, but my understanding is that they would. Uh, by the way, one other player of note in the Summer League, Sam Merrill, played for the Memphis Grizzlies. He missed a game because of a trade. Uh, missed a game or two, was it? One. Just one game? Yeah. Uh, but in his second, uh, in that first game, he didn't play very much. He was just on the bench. But yeah. they used him a lot more. And through it all, he averaged 11.3 points, 4.8 rebounds, and 3.3 assists. Uh, I thought his his outside shooting looked uh, improved as it went on. Uh, he had some moves with some ball handling that looked great. 
took it to the to the rim a couple of times, found his teammates. I thought it was a good showing for Sam. Yeah, Sam looked good, and I just think his decision making and his confidence had just grew leaps and bounds. Like I, I still go back to that play where he's in the corner and he's pretty much trapped there. Uh, and he goes into his three-point triple threat position, and he takes two jab steps and then pulls up into three, which was just awesome. You had the slide by where he had a guy fly by him, takes one dribble and hits a three, gets to the rim on a one-on-one ISO drive. There's just things that he's doing. He's doing with so much confidence. It's it's really cool to see. It's exciting. Yeah, and I think it came at the right time as uh, Memphis has been making moves and um – trying to figure out who they should and shouldn't keep on their roster. Yeah. Oh, boy. Can we cut Dylan Brooks and put Sam Merrill in? <laughs> uh, is that possible? That uh, might be a little aggressive. <laughs> okay, okay. What? Literally or f- metaphorically? Because, dude, you want a guy on your team that's headbutting dudes for no reason? That's who you want on your team? Uh, we mentioned uh, Trent Forrest for Utah. Uh, he averaged 15.8 points and 6.8 assists. While also grabbing six rebounds per game. Uh, how he wasn't on a first or second team surprises me. Uh, yeah, second team I'm more surprised. First team I didn't expect it. Second team I did. Yeah, second team I thought he would have been in. Just shows how talented that summer league was, though. Yes, wow. that This draft class... Looks really good. Hey, did Leangelo Ball play? Uh, I think he did. I thought he did. I didn't hear a lot about him. Maybe I was just turn, turned off, but I didn't hear a lot about Leangelo. Hmm. Uh, now that you mentioned that, I don't. <clears throat> I didn't watch a ton of games. <laughs> yeah, no so one. Usually, no one usually does. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, I don't know if he played. If he did, good for him. Let's see here. Leandro Ball. Uh, da, da, da. yeah, he did play Summer League. He, against the Bulls on the 16th, 22 minutes, 6 points, 3 13 from the field, 0 5 from deep, no assist, 1 rebound, 2 steals. boy, LeVar. Uh, and then against the Raptors, 17 minutes, 8 points, 3 of 8, 2 of 6 from deep, 1 board, no assist. This guy's looking really good. Overall, he went uh, nine, let's see, nine and a half points, two rebounds, one steal, thirty-seven percent from the field, thirty-four from three, fifteen and a half minutes per game, and one point three assists. Oh boy! Hey, uh, the Je- we didn't see Jared Butler play in the summer league. Yeah, disappointed in that. And that was a little surprising. Uh, one of his teammates, Masio Teague, did play, and the Jazz have uh, extended an offer for him to stick around. They're going to cut Jared Butler and trade him and sign Teague. He led all Jazz scorers at 15.3 points per game. Um, when he, he was with uh, in Utah, mm-hmm. when they had their games in Utah, and then he mm-hmm. had he averaged about ten and a half games in Vegas. Okay. Well, I hope he works out. <laughs> the good thing is we have depth on our team, right? Like Trent Forrest having to fight his way onto the like jazz bench for a game is a good sign. You have depth. 
You have people you can go to. Because Mike Conley ain't going to stay healthy for 82 games. No. Bogey, who knows? But it's about what what is your versatility? What's your backup situation? Yeah, there you go. I trust our guard lineup. Starting in bench. Uh, yeah, I think it's gotten better. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's gotten better. Absolutely. Juwan Morgan. Is he still? No. Son of a gun. I kind of liked him. I mean, I get it, but I liked him. Signing Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside. Did that? Much. Yeah. Okay. Not makes sense. That's too bad, though. Darn it. He actually did all right when he got his chance, though. When did he get his chance? Uh, Bubble last year. Remember? Went to the bubble, and he played really well. They were forced to use him. And he played well. But okay. Don't. <laughs> we played well. Why didn't Dude, we see him at all last year? Eric, you know we how, never saw him. You last know year. how Quinn Snyder works. You do, don't you? Come on, you oh, know so he this played game. Played well, and then Quinn just doesn't like him anymore. You know how that goes with Quinn. Quinn has his favorites. John Morgan didn't really do much in the summer league. Neither either. did George Yang do much in the bubble last year. But guess what? George Yang played a heck of a lot for no damn reason. Just signed a contract. Oh my gosh, dude! Playing for Philly, dude. I'm going to. I'm going to leave. If you keep this up, I'm putting up with this. Oh, my gosh. Well, she's going to be the sixth man of the year next year. <laughs> Dude, if he does. if Okay, if he's the sixth man of the year next year, or he's most improved. Actually, hold on. I'm going to do you a good one here, okay? If he makes any all-NBA team. <laughs> it will never happen. Good. So you know where I'm going. If he makes any All NBA team, or is a six man or most improved of the year, so basically, if he gets any postseason recognition, I will buy you a jersey of your choice and take you out to dinner. That is how confident I am. I will take you. I'll shake on this right now. I will take you to dinner everywhere you anywhere you want to go, and I'll buy you a jersey of your choice. Okay. That's how bad he sucks. That's, I mean, yeah. It's just not happening. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in you. You know better, Eric. Hey, uh, we got to call a timeout here in the full court. Yeah, we do. Full court press. Uh, one other Aggie that we're watching at the next level is Jordan Love. And uh, he had his debut with the Packers in a preseason game on Saturday. Kind of got hit as he was throwing, strained his shoulder a little bit, questions about whether he'll play this coming Saturday or not. Um, But Rob Domofsky was on ESPN earlier today and talked about Jordan Love and the situation in Green Bay. We'll hear what they have to say and Jordan's prognosis and uh, really how he's coming along with Green Bay and whether we think he's going to see any time in a Packers uniform uh, or not and what the general kind of thought and feeling is about Jordan Love uh, there in Wisconsin. That's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It's time to plan your fall home improvement project. You've had ideas on how to spruce up your outdoor space, and nothing is better than a smooth surface to party on. Castalite in Logan has pavers you can install yourself. 
But if you're not sure how to do it, their in-house professionals can teach you how to do it right. With Castalite, you can turn your outdoor living space into the entertainment capital of the neighborhood. For brick, block, rock, paver, and tile, go where the pros go. Online at Castalite.com. Ascent Aesthetics is quickly becoming the choice of those looking for Botox, fillers, skincare, microneedling, laser hair removal, medical grade facials, and more. Doctors Blotter Benyon and Robinette of Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat have assembled an incredible staff that want to meet and help you feel confident, beautiful, and refreshed. At Ascent Aesthetics, it's always education first. Visit Ascent Aesthetics in their new Providence location next to the Bank of Utah. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. At the Honda Summer Sales Event, one summer adventure leads to another. Start with a great offer on a new Honda and be on your way to remote beach weekends, deep forest discoveries, and sunsets next to a campfire that you built yourself. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get 1.9% APR on the 2021 Honda CRV, Ridgeline, or the all-new 2022 Civic. Get a great deal on a new Honda at utahondadealers.com. Exclude Civic Type Bar. See dealer for financing details. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl. That might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store, where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson. So Jordan Love really didn't get to do much at all last year. He was robbed of any kind of a fall camp, a rookie <clears throat> mini camp. He did not have any of that. Now, he was able to still be there and practice with the team during the season last year. But, look, it, it's harder to do when those reps with the, the better players are going with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, all the attention is there and what he's going to do. Um, it's been a season, an off season of controversy surrounding the quarterback position. Uh, has been ever since Jordan Love's name was called on draft night. Had nothing to do with him and his own ability, his own desire to play. But he, this is a, an off season that a lot of eyes have been on Jordan Love for good reason. Okay, the Packers moved up to get you. In the first round, let's see what you can do. And there have been some concerns about Jordan and his ability to uh, really fully understand what's being asked of him and how to play at the NFL level. He's made some throws that look great, but he's also had a hard time processing the information. And again, so when we look at a preseason game, we say, what do the numbers look like? Okay, well, he went 12-22 for 122 yards and two TDs. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. But there's the other side of it that tells you, like the GM side of it, coach side of it, player's perspective that says there is so much that you need to work on that you're not even close to where you should be right now. Um, and, I, and I've told this story 
I don't know, four or five times on the show, but I'll, I'll tell it again. Uh, I still remember in 19, uh, Jordan Love and the Aggies playing BYU, and um, and Jordan had, I think, two interceptions or three interceptions in, the, in, in that blowout loss to the Cougars. And then the next week, we had a, or I think it was two weeks later, we had a home game, and there was a Bills scout in the elevator with me. And, uh, you know, we were just chatting up. I said, so who, or, I'm going to guess you're, you're here to watch Jordan Love. And he goes, oh, I saw him here a couple weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, man, he saw him for the wrong game, unfortunately. And he goes, no, he played well. And I said, well, I, I mean, what about the two? And he goes, the problem with you guys is that you look at it the wrong way. He says, go back and watch the film and go look at some of the throws Jordan made. And and, and he, then he said, those are NFL caliber throws that a lot of court." A lot of college quarterbacks are too scared of making, but that Jordan was willing to make with a lesser talent on the other side of that ball. And and then, uh, you know, and he says, and by the way, and this is the last thing he told me, he said, the pick by the linebacker on the seam throw was just athletic as all, as bleepity bleep. I won't say what he said, uh, but he said it was athletic as bleepity bleep, and then he walked away. That's all he said. And so we say, oh, yeah, look at the numbers or look at this or look at that. But there's a more inside perspective that GM scouts, players see, that tells them you're, you're not even close to where you should be. Or you need to get a lot better if you want to play football here in the NFL. Uh, this is uh, We're going to play a clip from uh, uh, Rob Domofsky. He follows Green Bay very closely. Yeah, does a great job. Um, he uh, appeared with, uh, this is Mike Greenberg? Green, yeah, Mike Greeny. Um, and uh, this was earlier this morning, talking specifically about Jordan Love and what's going on with the quarterback situation in Green Bay. Reporter Rob Demoski, who gets up with us live early here. Rob, what can you tell us on Love in the shoulder? Yeah, it is just a muscle strain, as you mentioned. No structural damage in the MRI, Greeny. But here's the thing. Yesterday, the Packers were off. They signed a quarterback, Jake Dolagala, who you may remember was here in Green Bay this spring during Aaron Rodgers' holdout, and then they cut him uh, when Rodgers came back. But the fact that they signed a quarterback probably doesn't bode well for Love doing anything when they hit the field today, later on, for the first of two joint practices with the Jets. Now, on Monday, when they last practiced, Love, the first half of the session, was with the rehab group, but about halfway through it, Greeny, he came out with his helmet on, stood right next to Matt LaFleur and the other quarterbacks. It was almost like he was showing, hey, look, I'm ready to go in. They didn't put him in. LaFleur told us that they hoped that he could get some work this week, and his word was potentially play on Saturday against the Jets. I've been calling this the summer of love because it feels like this is such an incredibly important opportunity for him and so important for the team to see whatever it is he can show them at this point. How are the Packers viewing the importance of this preseason for him? Well, General Manager Brian Gutekunst told us in the spring, this is the most important session for Love because he needs live reps. Obviously got none last year. But how he's doing, Greeny, is a little bit concerning considering some of the same things that they said about him in camp last year have popped up again this preseason. I want to read you two quick quotes. One was from Matt LaFleur last summer, and the second one was from right after the game the other day. Last summer, he said, we tell the quarterbacks indecisive equals ineffective. I know there's a lot going through his mind, but sometimes you've just got to let it rip. 
Fast forward to after the free preseason opener last week, Love says, if there's one, th or LaFleur, excuse me, says, if there's one thing we encourage him to do, it's, hey, man, you got to let that sucker rip. That mm. tells you that there's still that indecisiveness and uncertainty as Love is back there and going through his progressions. It's interesting. I was, re I was reading a story, I think it was about last spring, um, and Jordan was in the, they were working on red zone stuff, and Jordan's at the 20-yard line on the plus side of the field. And he gets the snap in his shotgun formation, three you know trips to the left, one single to the receiver to the right. And he had an open receiver who was playing the slot position on just a simple in cut. It was, I think, it was like 10 yards deep. And Jordan pump faked, pump faked, looked another way, held, then threw it out of the end zone. And, and, and he's sitting there watching the film, and Aaron Rodgers says, stop. And he says, what is your mind telling you right now? And he says, throw it. And he goes, then why didn't you throw it? And he says, well, I thought about that. And then he stops him. He says, well, quit thinking. Just throw the ball. Like, if it's there and you say it's there, trust your instinct and throw the ball. And it sounds like we're still having those issues even today. On Green Bay's opening drive, uh, Jordan was fantastic. Oh, in, phenomenal. In the, the preseason game. He was great. After that, he was he struggled. Uh, he still made some good throws here and there, but he, by and large, he struggled. So in that opening drive, those are your scripted plays. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's supposed to do. Uh, and then after that, it, it changes. There's nuance. There's adjustments. And that's where he started to struggle. So I hope he gets a chance to play this next Saturday uh, and uh, continues to work on that and becomes more relaxed. It, look, this is a, That was his first real game action in over a year and a half. That's a lifetime for yeah, a quarterback. Uh, yeah, that's way too long. Way too long. So uh, I hope he gets, and that's his first live I football hope he gets snap more, since yeah, yeah, since the Senior Bowl in 2020, oh, spring of 2020. That's before amazing, this whole man. Outbreak stuff Haven't played a game since then. Wow. So I hope he gets some some reps this week in practice, and I hope he does get some quality uh, time in the game. Uh, who are they playing? Uh, the the Jets. Oh, the Jets. That's right. Zach Wilton and the Jets this Saturday, two o'clock on NFL Network. Because they've uh, they're doing joint practices with right now. yeah right now they're doing joint yep and the Jets are I believe are over there doing it with them so yeah uh, that game just for reference it will be two twenty five in the afternoon on on uh, Saturday and it will be on the NFL Network so Zach Wilson and uh, Jordan Love going at it at each other that'll be fun I'm okay with that. Jordan outplayed Wilson. If you look at their numbers and the stats and effectiveness in game one, in week one, he did. But then, to a lot of people like scouts and stuff, they think Zach Wilson played better than Jordan Love. Again, we look at the numbers and they say, "Yeah, Jordan Love played better." But according to scouts, coaches, and such, they say, "Nah, Zach Wilson played better." So we'll see them again in action yeah. against each other Saturday afternoon. I'm excited to see it. And I, again, I hope he gets right. I hope he's healthy and he's ready to go. Last thing you need is a lingering shoulder injury during preseason. Right, because as he's throwing it, someone off the backside's like grabbing the ball, pulling it out, knocking it oh, out. Oh, yeah, hands. those are the worst. Oh, and so he's like, he's cringe. got the force going forward, and all of a sudden it kind of gets stopped as he's pulling through it. So hopefully it's just a strain and should be okay. It was encouraging to see him in helmet and pads. Uh, with the rest of the quarterbacks uh, yesterday. Um, so we'll see what happens the rest of the week. Jordan Love. 
Um, Ajay, article on ESPN.com. Zach Wilson, fanboy around Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I saw some of those Jeez. reports about that. Said he always, as a as a kid, always looked up to Aaron Rodgers. No wonder you suck. Modeled his play after him. Well, he ch- chose better. He modeled the drama after him too. His mom. His mom did. Care of that. Yeah, his mom's taking care of that part. Dude, did you see what she posted on Instagram or something? Someone put it out. No, <laughs> I don't follow Zach Wilson's mom. Well, you Instagram. should, man. You would. I mean, you learn a lot about Zach Wilson and his mom. Um, dude, she's such an issue. Like, she's like to the New York Jet fans. You know, you need to learn how to give my boy time and show patience in him. He's going to be one of the greats in New York, and you're going to find out. And for those of you who are already dogging on him, just remember, he was once young, and he's going to be great. I was like, <laughs> mother of... Dude, she, they're going to eat her alive in New York. Mean? Dude, they're going to eat her freaking alive in New York. And they're going to enjoy every minute of it. If he That's sucks in do. New York... They're going to attack the mom, not Wilson. That's what they do. Yes, yes, that's exactly what they do. 7854. Uh, Audrey should also have to shave his head if he loses the bet. <laughs> Here's some. Hey, speaking of 7854, I saw this fetcher on the road the other day and I waved at him and he didn't even wave back at me. I was like, oh, you're big time, huh? That's good for you. Didn't even wave at me. Jerk. All right, uh, we can We got to take a break. Come back. We got to do what went wrong. What went wrong Wednesday? I have some Who things that went wrong that we need to talk about. Yeah, it's like deep emotional, personal stuff. I guess we'll find out. What went wrong Wednesday on the full court press? And who said it? <laughs> Actor, player, coach. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. Are you a problem solver? The Air National Guard never shies from tomorrow's problems. We run to them. Ready for world-class military training and global missions? Help us design the blueprint for a better future. Serve close to home and build the life you want with the Air National Guard. Visit us at GoANG.com or call us at 1-800-T-O-G-O-A-N-G. Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North. 10th West in Logan. This is the herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. There's not as many smart people as you think. You know, it's just a reality. It'd be a no-brainer if you said, you know, hey, you got a chance to get uh, Wayne Gretzky on your team, or you get a chance to have Michael Jordan on your team. Oh, we don't need him. You know, no thanks. We're we're good. Yes, he is Wayne Gretzky, and he is Michael Jordan, and um, 
He's right. This is The Herd. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, the new home for the full court press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. It's a Wednesday, so uh, this is your opportunity to air grievances, I suppose. I mean, what went wrong Wednesday? Reflect back on the week that was. Reflect. What went wrong? Okay, so here is one. Okay, let's do a what went wrong. Jack Morris, the uh, color analyst for the Detroit Tigers. And... um. He so Shohei Otani's on deck, and we're in the middle of the sixth. Um, ball game's tied at two, and uh, the play-by-play announcer Matt Shepard asked, "Okay, so now you now what do you do with Otani?" And Morris used a Japanese accent and said, "Be very very careful." Otani was then walked. It's using the accent that got him in trouble. The Japanese accent. Agree or disagree? You're giving me the look of like, okay, we're uh, being soft. Well, you probably shouldn't do the accent. Yeah, don't do the accent. Like, don't don't make up names. Don't make fun of foreign names, accents. Stay away from it. If the guy asked, he just asked him a simple question. What do you do with Otani? You just say in your normal American lovely voice, be very, very careful with the guy. That's all you have to do. And I'm going to actually flip it the other way because I think there was an overreaction to what happened to uh, a reporter asking a question of, shoot, now her name has escaped me, the tennis player from Japan. Oh, yeah. You heard about this story? I think so. Keep going. And um, she, he was basically say, asking her, you've got a lot of other interests outside of tennis. Now, how do you keep, how do you keep your focus? Basically, the gist of his question it wasn't aggressive, uh, wasn't demeaning, but uh, her camp issued a statement saying, "You know, this is another case of chauvinism and Wait. Uh, the aggressive question." Wait, all he asked is, "You got a bunch of other interests? How do you keep your focus on tennis?" That's it. Basically, it's what he asked. Okay, now that's just overdoing it. Well, I mean, it's such a sensitive world. Like, I get the Jack Morris thing. I don't think he should be he should be suspended indefinitely. I think it's maybe one game. But then it's just I mean, it's so sensitive these days. Like, and you just gotta be careful what you ask or how you phrase it now. And even if you phrase it right, it's still gonna be spinned. Sorry, Naomi Osaka. Okay. Well, yeah. Never mind. I'm not saying anything because I'm not gonna get suspended. I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Called it, uh, it was a bully question. (laughs) The bully at the Cincinnati Inquirer is the epitome of why player media relations are so fraught right now. Jeez. This is is the question. Uh, You're not crazy about dealing with us, especially in this format, yet you have a lot of outside interests that are served by having a media platform. I guess my question is, how do you balance the two? 
And also, how do you have anything you'd like to share with us about what you did say to Simone Biles? I guess earlier in the press conference, there was she mentioned that she'd sent a message to Biles, but I uh, wanted to give her space. And Osaka replied, says, when you say I'm not crazy about dealing with you guys, what does that refer to? says, well, you've said you don't especially like the press conference format, yet that seems to be obviously the most widely used means of communication to the media and through the media to the public. And then she replied, that's interesting. I would say the occasion like when to do the press conferences, what I feel is the most difficult. I'm very actually interested in that point of view, so if you could repeat that, that would be awesome. Again, this doesn't sound like a bully. Yeah, it doesn't. What am I missing here? Yeah, and then he continues. The question was that you're not especially fond of dealing with the media, especially in this format. And- You've suggested there are better ways to do it that we'd like to try to explore that. My question, I guess, was you also have outside interests beyond tennis that are served by having the platform that the media presents to you. My question is, how do you think you might be able to best balance the two? And the other problem I have with players, whether they're female or male, they got to quit being so sensitive towards the media. It's got to stop. It's your job to go act as a, to go speak, either on behalf of the team or for the team or for yourself of the team. Um, Peyton Manning always did it right. Tom Brady always handled it well. Uh, Tiger Woods, no. Kevin Durant, no. Russell Westbrook, absolutely not. Donovan Mitchell's been okay. Joe Wingles has been great. Gordon Hayward was a jerk. Um, Darren Williams was all right. Jerry Sloan was really, really great with the media. But this whole relationship that it's frosted and it's because of the media, the media has a job and they're doing it. And if you don't like the job, then quit your sport. I mean, honestly, if you don't like your job, quit well, your... Uh, look, there's athletes and coaches. They have platforms today to get the message they want out there. Yeah. More than anybody ever in has. the history of the world. Michael Jordan was great with the media. He was incredible with the media. Kobe Bryant was really good. LeBron's but, but, not. Look, this, this Cincinnati Inquirer columnist, Paul Doherty, I've heard the audio. I mean, I read you the transcript, yeah. but I've heard the audio. He uh-huh. was not going after her. Yeah. Doesn't sound I, I thought like he, he was respectful. Either. He was just trying to yeah. clarify. She asked for clarification. He kept trying to give it. He wasn't going after her. For have her publicist say this was a uh, he was a bully. Really appalling behavior. And this insu- insinuation that Naomi owes her off court success to the media is a myth. That's not what he's getting at. That's what went wrong. Uh, one more thing that went wrong, Eric. Nebraska. Scott Frost. Uh, this guy's already not winning enough games. And now the NCAA is looking into its football program uh, after there was a report that uh, says the Cornhusker staff improperly used analysts and consultants with the knowledge of Coach Scott Frost and even moved workouts off campus last year when such activities were banned during the pandemic. It's not good, man. It's, uh, yeah, he's... He is on the very, very hot seat. Edge. Yep, if you don't he's go to a bowl edge. game and they don't have a winning record, he's going to be looking for a new job. I'll tell you that. There's no way. 
if you want a nomination for a What Went Wrong Wednesday, 435-339-0321 here on the Full Court Press. We're all going to take a timeout, and when we come back, it's a who said it, actor, player, or coach, try to figure out uh, some crazy quotes that are out there, whether it be in a movie or in a post-game press conference, and you try to figure out who said it. It's coming up next here on the Full Court Press. It's the music you love. You can sing every word. A flood of memories. Cherry Peak Resort is proud to present Air Supply. Perfect date night, music and food. Due to continued extreme fire danger in our local mountains, including Cherry Peak Resort, the event is at Green Canyon High School for your safety. A huge thank you to Green Canyon High School administration for their continued support. If you love air supply, get your tickets today. They're going fast. date make a memory relive memories from the past you're gonna love the sound of one of your favorite bands air supply air supply air supply at green canyon high school thursday august 19th tickets on sale now at skicpr.com This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We love to give back to the community. From August 16th to August 28th, we will donate a portion of our sales to the family place of Cache Valley. One of the ways you can help us is to come look at the new Harvestrite freeze dryers we have in stock. These freeze dryers will save you money by reducing waste. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. Listen for a live radio broadcast Saturday. See Daryl's Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. Summer is cruising by way too fast. It's already back to school time. Soon you're going to start experiencing many special places and events that you won't forget, such as your first slide down Old Main Hill, attending Aggie football and basketball games, or a wild party at the Howe, and your first kiss on the Aggie Bowl that might just lead to that extra special moment at Jarek's Fine Jewelry, Cash Valley's engagement ring store where it's all about the romance. Just look for the bright green cars at 930 North Main Street. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a Lone Star State battle and bragging rights are on the line as the Dallas Cowboys host the Houston Texans. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, and myself for all the action as the preseason continues on. Will the Cowboys find the win column or can the Texans make it two wins in a row? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Houston Texans. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Saturday beginning at 5.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. All right, Ajay. You ready for this? Oh, I'm ready. This is the highlight of the week. Who said it? Actor, player, or coach? Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verb and the synergy of the group. Or you add to it. 
<laughs> Every time I imagine intern Cody just playing the recorder, recording that into the <laughs> studio. <laughs> Such a great intro. With Coach Howdy Doody with this weirdest comment I've ever heard. You've been eating a delicious sandwich. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's a nice intrusion. Okay, AJ, here we go. Who said it? Actor, player, or coach? I'll go first. Go ahead. All right. I love me some me. Oh, dude, that's easy. That's a. Uh... Oh man, come on. That's uh, a player. That's Terrell Owens, isn't it? Yes. Very good. <laughs> Was Terrell? I Owens. love that man. I, I love, love that me guy. Love me some me. <laughs> Apparently, he does too. <laughs> All right. Uh, we are going to turn this team around 360 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like some Carl Malone would say. <laughs> um, I'm going to say <laughs> a coach wouldn't say that. I'm going to say a player. It was a player. It was Jason Kidd in 2011 when this team was on a losing streak. Turned around, went on a major winning streak, and then went to the NBA Finals and won the championship. Wow. So he was right, just <laughs> not really that right. He's thinking 180 and not 360. <laughs> All right. I should be a postage stamp. That's the only way I'll ever get licked. That's got to be a player. No, that's an actor. That's an actor. You know, it's an actor? Yeah. It was an athlete. Actually, oh. Muhammad Ali said that. Wait, and say that again? I should be a postage stamp. That's the only way I'll ever get licked. Ask his, like, ten girlfriends, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You ready? Yep. I can't stand John Stockton. He's so boring. He doesn't do anything fun. He doesn't dribble between the legs. He doesn't trash talk. He can't dunk. Who would enjoy playing with that guy? Because I sure as hell don't enjoy playing against him. That's got to be like a player. It is. Chris Webber. It's Tim Hardway. Oh, Tim Hardway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at least he's honest. <laughs> okay. I wish I could say something classy and inspirational, but that's just wouldn't be our style. Oh, yeah, dude. That's uh, Keanu Reeves in uh, The Replacements. Shane Falco in The Replacements. Yes. Yeah. Man, look at you. Green number is actor. I love that movie, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. I hadn't. Where's the third one I just looked at? Sorry. When you're rich, you don't write checks. Straight cash, homie. Uh, I'm going to say actor. It is not. It is a player. It's Randy Moss. Oh, Randy Moss. That's how. He the uh, whole straight cash homie became his line. Oh, straight cash homie. Okay. Uh, last one from me. Winning is the most important thing in my life after breathing. Breathing first, winning next. Coach? It's a real-life person. Yeah, is it Vince Lombardi? Uh, George Steinbrenner. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> Not an actor, not a coach or a player, but is involved in sports. Uh, let's see. I never lost a game. I just ran out of time. Sounds like something Michael Jordan would say. Correct. <laughs> On both accounts. 
it's good stuff. Who said it? Actor, player, or coach? It's good stuff. Hey, it's one more. Segment. One more. I don't think there's anybody in this organization not focused on the 49ers. I mean, the Chargers. <laughs> That's probably a player. It's a coach. It's Bill Belichick. Oh. <laughs> Oops. That's a way to insult him. Oops. Uh, hey, that's going to do it for us today here on the Full Court Press. Thanks for tuning in. Great conversations on the Guild Mortgage mobile app. Tomorrow we'll be at Guild Mortgage. Ajay, where are they located? You know? Uh, yeah, the uh, north side next to Arby's. There's a Carl's Jr. hanging out over there. Um, south Logan. Watkins Party Store, I think. On uh, Highway 8991. Yes. All right, so come, come We'll be there hi. live. <laughs> See you tomorrow, everybody. I'm so scared. <laughs>